0: One into the night. Jimmy Rollins is gonna try for three. Here he comes. In the air, down the right field line. Way right back there. on of an RBI hit by Mitchie Bro. Choose the throw to the plate. It's in the air. He is The
1: oh! Ops bringing a miss. Don't give What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Phillies Nation podcast. I'm your host, Ty Dobert, coming at you with our first ever episode of recapping of Phillies postseason berth, the first time since 2011 the Phillies make it in in Houston on this Monday. Aaron Nola throws a gem, Jose Alvarado and Zach Eflin come in in the bullpen. They clean it up. The offense looked pretty solid. Uh, Kyle Schwarber leading it off well for the Phillies. And although most of September was a little bit rough here in the beginning of October, the Phillies do enough. They, they get into the playoffs for the first time in over a decade. They're in the wildcard series. Still a little bit to be determined as for who they're playing and where they will be playing. But none of that matters for right now. We're recording this super late on Monday night. The Phillies are in the postseason. We're just going to talk about talk about how it feels, the emotions around the game, how it was to take it in, and as always, I have my co-host Nathan Ackerman to join me. Nathan, how are you doing? What are you thinking right now,
0: dude? It's pretty incredible. It was literally I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself. Half my life, like the the Phillies postseason drought, took up half my life. I was 11. The last time they made made the playoffs, I'm 22 now. That's a really, really long time. And look, you're right. September was tough. They weren't great. Winning that game in Houston, going in on the road, one of the best teams in the sport, a game that you knew that you had to win, especially after the Brewers came back and walked it off, like in the middle of the ninth of the Phillies game. Like they knew that they had to win that game. Granted, they still had a three, they had a three to nothing lead by that point. But like it told me a lot about that team. Yeah, September was was tough, but one game, like if, if one game can do a lot of work in sort of making you think back differently on how it all played out, like that's an impressive win. Nola, the way he pitched six and two thirds. Like, if you weren't watching that game and thinking about game two of the wildcard round. I don't know if you were actually watching that game because he was dominant against a lineup that's incredible. Eflin, okay, I'm gonna give myself some 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 credit here. I tweeted yesterday, it would be really cool. Obviously, he'll take it no matter who does it. It would be really cool if Nola is the one who starts the postseason clincher, the one to end the drought, and it would be really cool if he. Or Zach Eflin finished the game. It looked for a second like it might be Nola himself because he was dominant and like had thrown not many pitches. He was like in the 50s yeah. through five or six. But Zach Eflin finishes the game off, which is so cool. And it's like to have those two guys be in the middle of it all, dude, it was awesome. And you know when you knew that that they were gonna win that game? Literally one pitch in when Kyle Schorber hits that opposite yeah. field homer. It's like, it, it gave me flashbacks. I don't, I don't want to be this dramatic, but Schwarber was on that team in 2016, the Cubs team, where oh, who led the game off with a homer? Somebody led the game off with a leadoff homer for the Cubs. In game and seven? Once that happened, yeah, in game seven of the 2016. Dexter Fowler. Dexter Fowler leads off game seven of the 2016 World Series. And I don't know, like, the, the the parallels with Schwarber being on that team, Schwarber hitting the homer to lead off this game. They didn't just win the World Series, to be very clear. It may feel like it, but they didn't quite win it yet. But, like, once that happened, I was like, this team maybe found a way to get it done, and they did. Also, yeah. the other thing I said, and then I'll give you back the floor, I think I said this two weeks ago, last last week maybe, I said they had to clinch Monday night at the latest in Houston because once you don't do that then the pitching gets all screwed up. That's like the absolute latest must must clinch day they got it done. What what can yep. you say?
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think I think why a lot of people are are so happy right now and and rightfully so it's been a long time, but it's not just been that it it's been so long. I think that it's like there are a lot of players on the team right now that it's like it's impossible to like not feel good for them. Yeah. Where they have a lot of players that have been labeled like, you know, not able to get it done, uh, or losers, or not clutch, or or anything like that. And you know, some of the criticisms have been fair. I think we have both, um, kind of said, kind of been critical of Aaron Nola the way that he's pitched down the stretch and and um, in certain spots throughout his career, but. The way Talk he pitched about tonight,
0: reversing a narrative. Like,
1: yeah, seriously. The the way he pitched tonight, like he he absolutely cruised through six innings, uh, perfect through through six and two thirds. Um, it's just, it was it was like people are gonna remember that for a really long time. That it was that was like a special performance. Uh, from Aaron Nola and I'm I'm sure it's like feels like a weight lifted off off his shoulders and there's there's so many guys on this team Gene Segura and and JT Realmuto were the two players who had played the most games without making the playoffs in their careers there's something something to that effect I, I don't know with injuries and stuff if anyone caught up with them but and entering this season they were they were some of the longest tenured players to not make the postseason Um Segura playing since 2012 and Muto playing since 2014. They're they're both in, and there there are a ton of other players that have been through the collapses and and all the other stuff that comes with it. Zach Eflin being one, Nola being one, Reese Hoskins being there for all of it, uh, since 2017, since kind of the start of this.
0: Yeah, here's 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 the thing. I was I was thinking about like yesterday everybody always talks about they've collapsed five years straight, four years straight, whatever you can, the jury's still out on that one, but like, you know, they've, they've, they've collapsed every year since 2018. And there's only a few guys that have been here every step of the way. It's Hoskins and it's Nola and Eflin too. Also Sir Anthony was on that team, but nobody wants to talk about that because he wasn't really a part of that. But,
1: and he was, and he was hurt. He was hurt for like two of the collapses.
0: But point is like they were there for all four slash five since since 2018 but harper gene and jt were here for the last three they the only one that they missed was 2018 which arguably wasn't even a collapse because the team was just bad so like yeah it's it's a nice weight to get off of nola and off of hoskins but those guys too and i think nobody's talking about the fact that like you know everybody's talking about nola hoskins JTG, as they should like those guys are like some of the biggest stories in in this in this in this whole thing i keep on coming back to bryce harper like i don't want to say this is why they got him because they didn't get him to get a wild card spot but like he's been here since 2019 he's been the face of the franchise since 2019 he's said he's going to like he he forced his way there for 13 years no opt-outs a full no trade all that kind of stuff and he'd won an mvp he had finally made an all-star team he still hasn't played in an all-star game but he's made an all-star team like he's done all these things and he hadn't made the playoffs and that's that's not his fault it's the team just wasn't good enough all those years but i think to get him finally in the in the in the playoffs that's that's a that's a big deal and you know he's he's not a he's not a like a a a homegrown guy that it's oh he's been here for the whole thing but he's been here for a lot of it and he's took on a lot of the burden of being the guy that's supposed to take them to the promised land and they're not in the promised land yet I'm just I'm going to clarify for the third time this is not the promised land but it's one step closer to it and I think that's a, a big deal and I think that even if he wasn't the subject of all the criticism for the last four years of why they keep on, you know, faltering down the stretch and missing the playoffs and all that stuff. He definitely felt that he definitely felt I've been here since 2019. I'm the face of the franchise. I demanded my way here. I'm going to stay here my whole career. I'd like to get to the playoffs. Not that he was unhappy or anything, but that was just like, you want to get to the playoffs. It's, it's year four. So that's a big deal to me. And I think it's a big deal to him. And I think, I shouldn't get lost in all this.
1: Yeah. I think it's just like when you think 2019. So 2018, I think is the mark of when they became more of like a competitive team. Reese Hoskins had at the end of 2017 really broke out. And then 2018, he was really solid Uh, again. They made some free agent signings before that season and Carlos Santana and Jake Arrieta, they didn't really work out, but it was kind of, like signaling that the Phillies are are trying to be competitive, they're going to make some free agent signings. And then 2019 is when it was more of the start of this current project, I guess you could describe it as yeah. of of trying to make the best of the failed rebuild with the few pieces you do have and surrounding them with like mostly big name free agents, yeah. and, and that's what they've done for the last few years and finally, like they're they're seeing some of the rewards of of the decisions they've made and um the decisions to kind of like keep going in on a roster that definitely did have flaws. and I think they saw this season and and tonight where no, they didn't have like the perfect roster over the last few years, but there is like there's merit and there's something to be had in um even though the rebuild didn't give them like it, it didn't work like the cubs did back in the day or the astros did back in the day where you have all these homegrown players um to to build a core that's going to win you the next world series but they w- believed in at least the small core that they had and they they kept invested in investing in trying to win and adding more pieces and i think it it was nice to see in just like on a broader sense in a league where a lot of teams aren't trying to win all that often unfortunately that they're they're rewarded for it that they that they kept pushing to to make these moves and you know, they have a they have a chance in the postseason now.
0: You mean that the year you mean are you saying that the year they finally broke the playoff drought is the year that they actually paid luxury tax for the first time in franchise history? Yeah. Do you think there's a correlation there?
1: Yeah, and and
0: granted, Nick Nick Castellanos hasn't been a five war player this year. No, he's
1: been uh, I believe he's been I, I looked today on baseball reference, he's been exactly a zero point zero war player
0: this season. Hey, okay. there's still four more to go that's true that's And true. I'm that's still, true. I still agree with your take that he's gonna go bonkers in october even if it's for two games
1: yeah yeah i think I think we could let's touch on that now I think we're going to record a postseason preview episode at least something yeah. short again um where where we go pretty specific on the matchup once we know what's going on what the schedule is um but I think we can touch on, on like you said where this, this postseason birth can kind of be more than one thing yeah. at once Where it was a little rough How they kind of had to back in the way that they did um, Not finishing out the season the way they would have wanted to What fans would have wanted them to do And that can be I think that in future years If you are hesitant to trust them in September again It's completely fair But at the same time the way Noel is pitching they have Wheeler back the way Kyle Schwarber specifically swinging the bat they're in a pretty good spot heading into the playoffs like it can yeah. be more than more than one thing at once I think For the big sure. issue was getting into the playoffs that was the worry like if, I don't know five days ago if you would have asked me if you've asked me are, right. they, are they gonna make the playoffs like it was a toss-up yeah. but now that now that they're in um, they can kind of rest guys in the last two days of the season, like you said, and figure out their pitching matchups and and their rotation. They can. I don't know. I think they have as good a shot in the wildcard series as as any team.
0: Can we agree they're going to get smoked? Uh, tomorrow.
1: Yeah, they're if, going. To, if so if I you watch
0: five seconds of this of this clubhouse content, dude, they're not yeah. going to. I don't. Did score you a single? Row. Did
1: you listen to or or see the, the Rob Thompson speech? like right after they clinch
0: the the 13 more wins and then you're world champions.
1: So at the start of that he goes uh, he goes no bp tomorrow so you guys yeah. can sleep in. <laughs> that
0: was funny. I love it. Um yeah. So about the whole this is a, a this could be something more than just a wild card birth. I'm going to take that even more macro because I agree you said it all well that Noah's pitching well, Wheeler's looking good, they can rest all that stuff. Great. I feel like, and I've felt like for the last couple weeks, ever since the whole Sep- September stuff started to happen again, I just feel like they had to get over the hump, and I feel like the door now opens up to quite literally everything. Like they, 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 they just had to get over that September playoff drought there was like a chip on their. It was it was a monkey on their back, a weight on their shoulder that they just had to get rid of. And now it's like they're past that. And the door to, I don't think they're going to win the World Series this year. I don't think they're going to make a run to the World Series this year. Can maybe make the NLCS if things go right. But I don't think they're going to go much further than that. We can get into that on another pod, as you said. But like for the next few years and for just knowing maybe kind of how to win big games and not feeling like you always have this, burden you have to lift and feeling like you can't I, I i've always felt like you can't go from nothing to everything in one season like you can't miss the playoffs for 11 straight years and then go make a world series run you have to just taste it even if you're there for two games what happened in 07 they made the playoffs it was the whole seven back with 17 left they made the playoffs they get swept by the rockies 2008 they would they they win the world series I don't think that's a coincidence. I I think that now that they've finally gotten in and they've gotten this weight off their backs, they don't have the longest playoff drought in Major League. And well, the second longest drought, they had the longest drought for like a few days. Now they don't, obviously. It's like everything just opens up now. And that's the reason why I don't feel like they're going to get in a tight chase next year and September is going to happen. And we're going to say, oh, they're going to choke again because they've choked for the last five years. I get it if that's where you're at. There were some people saying, like, on the worst corners of Twitter saying, i I hope they miss it so that they can just move on from this core. First of all, no, you didn't. <laughs> you definitely did not want that. But second of all, i I like I think that this core, the 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 players, the loser mentality, all that, that wasn't the problem. I don't even know how much I buy that stuff. I just think that they had to get over the hump. And now they're over the hump. they're they're in. They might not do anything this year but now it feels like they can breathe. They can do something. They can make a run next year. They can make a run this year for all I know. Who knows? I just feel like they had to get over that. I I'm not I'm not aboard the whole this core can't win big games. I just think it was something that they had to get off their backs. And now and now they've done it and I think that it opens up a world of possibilities for that team.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think um just watching on TV some of the post game on NBC Sports Philly um for some of the guys that have been there for a while like you said like that idea of just being able to breathe like it's a bit of a relief to finally get get over the hump like you mentioned and and get into the postseason so long time coming uh for for a lot of these players and definitely for the people who who watch and support the the team where it's just they can everybody can relax a little bit even though it's the postseason coming up uh and it's going to be high intensity just being able to, to take a step back and know that there's not this, like this dreadful thing looming over their heads where it's like, all right, here comes the inevitable collapse yeah. or, or we're going to miss it again. And, and all that, I think it's, yeah, it's just makes it, makes everything a little more loose. And, totally. and that's kind of been the times when they are loose seem to be like when they succeed, like Rob Thompson coming in when, when, they started off the season really terrible and he provided like more of a, a loose energy laid back. Um, just when they're, it seems it, seemingly like when they're, when they're not uptight, like they can just kind of yeah. play. They can just I was, play.
0: I had been, I had been getting the vibe for the last few weeks that like, cause they would, they would do this dance where somebody would ask them about the September collapse stuff. And they would all say, they would all give some variation of, oh, that's not a real story. It was either the players are different, this is a different season, or it was, well, we haven't given up our lead yet. We're still in first place in the or you know, in have a a, a playoff spot. So it's not really a collapse until you've lost it. And they would do this thing where like they're they're they were pretending that what we were all seeing, which is that they were collapsing or like to put it in the most generous terms possible, playing terrible baseball, they were like, Oh, that's that isn't a thing. That's not happening. And it just felt like they needed to own it and be like, Yeah, this is something that's happening. We need to avoid it because it's been happening for the last five years. But like the whole pretending like it's not there, but simultaneously looking like you're afraid of it the entire time because you don't want to acknowledge that it exists, I just it didn't feel like the right formula. And it and it, it felt like they had to just acknowledge it and and own it and be like yeah we're not playing well we haven't played well at this time of year for the last five years and just face that and that's what i feel like this will finally do now is they don't have to pretend like this isn't a a a storyline or a thing that's plagued this team for the last half a decade it's like yeah they they did collapse for five september straight four september straight whatever you want to call it and now they made the playoffs, and that's the thing that they can move past because the playoff drought is over, and it just felt like it just lifted everything because it felt like there was an unspoken – they would walk into the clubhouse every day, look each other in the eyes – I'm trying to read their minds here – and be like, I know you know we're collapsing. You know I know that that's happening, but we're not going to say it or we're going to pretend like it doesn't exist. It didn't feel right. Now I feel like they can just move on from that, and it's all – again, they're finally over, over the hump. And now they can look ahead to things that they don't, it, it isn't like they're trying to rid themselves of demons every time they step on a baseball field.
1: Do you think that if the Brewers had, um, had lost that they would have pinched at Nick Maton um, to face Phil Maton in tonight's game?
0: Yeah. Cause it was three zero. If it was a tie game, I don't, I don't think so, but I think like, I, I, Do you think they wanted to win that game? Yeah, it it feels it feels better. It feels better if you're celebrating a win.
1: Yeah. I don't don't think they would have like if it was 3-0 or something, they wouldn't have lost because they put in Nick Maton.
0: No, yeah, that's that's why I'm saying that they should do it. But if it's a if it's if it's a tie game or you're down by one, maybe he's the best matchup there, but you don't want to put it in a guy just because it's your it's your brother. Like you want to win that game and do what you gotta All do. All right,
1: sometime the in, in the next in the next two days they have to let the Matons oh, yeah. face each other. Oh yeah. You gotta set that up.
0: And sweet. also sweet. earlier
1: earlier, by the way, um so basically the Astros pulled their regulars like during a potential perfect game. What did you think of that? I was kind of surprised.
0: Well, that was during the perfecto, wasn't it? yeah yeah kind of weird i know like, like well because like they, they're not going to play for a week yeah game one of the of the alds is going to be on tuesday so i mean it, it they were they were saying last week that they're going to throw all their starters and they're going to use their best pitchers or whoever was lined up to throw those games because of like competitive integrity or integrity of the playoff chase i was like no you play them because they're gonna they're not gonna play for another six days yeah you know
1: yeah it was just kind of i think um maybe yesterday or or today uh dusty baker said something like he amended a little bit or clarified on what he said before like the regulars are kind of going to play but they're not going to play the whole game yeah um i was just surprised that during a potential perfect game that he still pulled them it's not like i don't know it's not the end of the world if you get a perfect game thrown on you but it was just kind of surprising if you're worried about the like if, if you're citing the integrity of the game for your decisions i feel like you're not the type of manager who would just be like all right i'm pulling my guys even though we have no base runners it
0: was like when it's like when the when the Oh, let me let me get this right. The Giants were battling for that for that playoff spot, and the Eagles pulled Wentz for Hurts, or was it Hurts no, for Wentz? It was it was
1: it was no, it was Hurts for Sudfill.
0: So, <laughs> Wentz <laughs> yeah. Wentz had
1: already been had already been benched uh, during that Packers game that season. And,
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it was I, like that. I don't think you want to get perfect games like the heading into the playoffs. I would yeah. have kept it, but yeah. Not. Jordan Alvarez it, broke it up, and he's hitting yeah. three hundred with a. Uh, he above. smoked that ball too. Thousand, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a clean hit. You got to you got to tip your cap. It happens. Yeah.
1: yeah. Did you? All right. Before we wrap this up, at any point did you think Nolo was going to do it? Uh no. I kind of, I like kind of did, and <laughs> I, I thought like the, was... in the fifth inning he like cruised. I was like i don't know he might do it Pitch count <laughs> yeah
0: well after five like somebody i was with jinxed it they were like oh the phillies have a perfect game through five I'm like what are you doing and then he and then he gets through six and i'm like maybe he's just immune to the jinx at this point yeah. then he gets the first two outs and i'm like now you actually just have seven outs to go which like you can do it's nothing yeah no i i i will say like you know what would be the coolest thing Next to a perfect game is if he's perfect through eight, they pull him. Eflin finishes off the combined perfecto.
1: I don't know. I I don't That's know my sweet. thoughts. I don't know my thoughts on a combined perfect game. It's never happened before.
0: Yeah, but in with the with the context and everything. Come on, it would have uh, been cool.
1: So before before we we really wrap this up, I want to know. I, I like you told me before we started recording. You were kind of looking through Twitter, just seeing any of the, the post-game celebration content and eating it up where you could. I was doing that as well as watching the post-game TV broadcast. Any moment that has stuck out to you so far? I was, was going to ask you, see you the from?
0: same thing. Okay, so Bryson Stott, I I'm, I i am couldn't watch the post-game show. I'm out of market, MLB.com doesn't show the post game show it just says thank you for watching kind of a bummer so I had to see everything through Twitter and then I was on Bryson Stott's Instagram live and this is my favorite moment I think uh Nola walks up to Stott and Stott goes it's Aaron Nola everybody look at him here's Aaron Nola and he turns the camera toward him and Nola goes how you doing and then he walks away (laughs) it was like that's so good most classic thing and then stop like a couple a, a few minutes after that he goes he goes october is is red my birthday is on thursday and then, like 30 seconds later he goes jt is my dad and that was when i knew that tomorrow they're gonna get their doors blown off
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: good though. so they should they deserve so it.
1: yeah yeah definitely um i have a i have a couple here that just from watching the the post game show on nbc um the first one I'll go with here. They were interviewing Kyle Schwarber and credit to all the people doing the interviews, Tom McCarthy, Pat McCarthy. Um was really good stuff. Really good stuff. So they were they were talking to Kyle Schwarber, and then all of a sudden, Dave Dombrowski just like pops up behind him and hugs Kyle Schwarber. And Dave Dombrowski, you know, the longtime respected major league executive the president of baseball operations for the philadelphia phillies is wearing a backwards hat and is absolutely drenched in like champagne and beer just the wettest a person has ever been in their like in anyone's life and he just like pops out of nowhere in the frame and it was just like so jarring and so funny the last thing you would have expected to see it was so funny and and good for him good for him to to be celebrating like that, but that was that was absolutely cracking me up. Like you, I could not have predicted to see that in a million years. It was so funny.
0: Was so good. I can't even picture it. I didn't see it. I can't even picture it.
1: It was so good. And then and then um another another good one was Jose Alvarado, really yeah. with his his Charlie Manuel esque um moment saying that this one was for Philadelphia that. And we've, we touched on him. Like he looked incredible tonight. He's looked incredible for most of the season since he got called back up. And he's one of the most important relievers on the team along with Eflin right now. And that's a pretty, it's looking like a pretty good, pretty good um, back end of the bullpen in the playoffs. Not the one you would have expected if you we're somehow thinking about the Phillies making the postseason and on like May 20th, but the, that's the that's the back end of the bullpen right all now. Right, all right, all we'll, right.
0: We'll, we'll get into playoff matchups later this week. You're right, though. You're right. I have another. I have another candidate. I didn't see video of this, but apparently Nick Maton started this, and everybody was just barking in the clubhouse.
1: Yes, yes. Because <laughs> he
0: calls himself Wolfie, and he does like the wolf emoji on all of his. Of his yeah, social media it, posts.
1: He like howls, but everyone was like howling and, and barking. I saw Alex coffee from The Inquirer posted a video of just friend people, of the Fox. Just, just players barking at each other repeatedly. Very strange, very funny. Yeah, it looks like it looked like a good time. They were having I,
0: I also time. I also appreciated Rob Thompson trying to drink champagne while the corp was still on
1: then he like again? gives his speech. Thompson, oh, 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 He's yeah. like the cork
0: is on, and he gives his speech. Oh, that was good. That he's was like thirteen more wins for world champions. So then he tries to drink the champagne, and the cork's on. And then by the time he realizes and 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 gets it off, I think Schwarber's like already sp- <laughs> drenched the whole room. So that was cool. Also, Hoskins on a more sentimental note, Hoskins like tearing up on the field. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool.
1: There's also a, a good one of it was somebody else getting interviewed, can't remember who, but in the background, Alec Bohm is walking with like a full, th- like a full case of of thirty Miller Lights just like on his shoulder, and he's walking in the background. <laughs>
0: Classic. I uh, also like Gene. Like whenever they, that, whenever they show Gene, he's just like yelling, like yeah. <laughs> into no nothing.
1: he he's been he's been uh he he knows like that he knows that everyone knows that he was the guy who's played for longest without being in the playoffs. I think it's a big relief for him. A uh, big night for him along with just about, just about all these guys. It's hard to, to not feel good for, for everybody.
0: Do you think Hector stopped by?
1: I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, probably not. Probably <laughs> not. But in a, in in Mac Elb's story on the Athletic that came out after the game, it said that uh, Andrew Knapp did call Reese Hoskins today. That's on cool. Monday.
0: That's cool. That's cool.
1: So, yeah, I don't know. Any 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 other final thoughts? We're gonna like I like we mentioned, we're gonna do another pod before the wild card series. But any any last thoughts on the celebration, on the moment, on the Phillies clinching the playoffs for the first time since 2011.
0: I guess quickly, how do you approach the next two games? Do you like throw Ranger for three innings tomorrow? Do you start, do you start all the, all the non-regulars? I I think Hall should be playing both games, all of both games. uh, Maton probably too. You, you probably, I think you like, you give Sir Anthony and Robertson like an inning tomorrow, no matter what, and then have them sit Wednesday. Alvarado mm-hmm. can sit the whole time because he just threw two innings, but I don't know, get Stubbs in there, but keep JT's bad in the lineup.
1: Yeah. I, I think I, th- yeah, Ranger probably for two or three just to keep, keep his arm, you know, loose, but you have to have him ready. Cause he's going to be the three. I think, yeah, I think that's how you go with it. They'll mix guys in and out over the next two days. It'll be fun yeah will be um may maybe not it could be an ugly game on, on tuesday oh
0: uh, fun to for entertainment value
1: yeah that's true all right they
0: should they should you know me i'm i'm big tank guy they should lose if you'd rather play the cardinals than the mets
1: yeah um well they may not have to really worry about that because i that's think true. that i i think tuesday is probably a scheduled loss it shouldn't yeah. be
0: and you know what no one's gonna care and it's gonna feel really good
1: yeah exactly all right i think that'll do it for this episode thank you everyone for listening philly's back in the postseason everyone enjoy it we'll talk to you next time